Are you interested in building water features professionally? Whether you have an existing contracting business or are looking for a fun and profitable side hustle, then you found the perfect podcast to follow. I'm Greg Whitstock, the Pond Guy, founder of Aquascape Inc., and this is my podcast. Each 20-minute episode profiles the journey of a successful certified Aquascape contractor whose best practices you can emulate. I love my job, and here's how you can too. Well, welcome, Chris Yaks of Aquascapes of Michiana. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Great to be here. It's good to have you, and I guess the reason your company's name is Aquascapes of Michiana is you are located on the Michigan-Indiana border, right? Yes, right there. Uh, we're right by uh, the University of Notre Dame, so we service all of northern Indiana and southern Michigan. Well, Chris, I want to get into your story here, but how we normally do these things is the first couple minutes. We spend talking about your background and how you became a pond builder, and then we go into the kind of the size and scope of your organization. Uh, And then we talk about a story that really allows you to illustrate why you love your job, and then we kind of finish up uh, our 20 minutes together uh, with uh, your best piece of business advice. So for those uh, uh, people that are listening that do not know (laughs) Chris Yaks, the amazing Chris Yaks, why don't you tell them your story, brother? All right. Well, our story begins uh, in 2014, 2015. Um, I actually did not start Aquascapes of Michiana. Um, It was actually started by my stepmother, uh, who was a master gardener. And she was working with a guy. Um, He was not a CAC, but he loved building waterfalls and ponds. He would build the waterfalls and ponds, and she would just do the pretty and uh, do the plants and and all that kind of stuff. And after about six months of doing it in 2013, 2014, uh, she just really wanted to start a business. And she didn't. And she started Aquascapes of Michiana uh, with my father's help. My dad was a general contractor and a carpenter um, for about 30 years. So kind of, you know, the bidding and, and, you know, that kind of thing was his deal. She was the financial business side, bookkeeping, and the the pretty side. Um, So my dad and my stepmom brought me into it because I have been running crews since I was about 17 years old. Uh, I've always been a job foreman, whether it be on a construction site, um, you know, running heavy equipment, anything like that, kind of followed in my dad's footsteps. And we went through, you know, uh, a period of getting our CAC certification and, and going through all of that, getting our three projects done. Um, basically, we just, we got done, you know, we, we did whatever projects came our way at cost uh, to get our three projects done to get our, our certification hindsight probably wasn't the best idea but you know we made it work. <laughs> okay. I was still okay. working a full-time I was still working a full-time job you know yes, that, really that, a, you, were work, you were working at a factory weren't you yes I was uh, I actually did quality control for a structural steel tubing manufacturer quite different than building ponds quite different yes um, so I actually have a fire science degree um, I was actually I went to I, I went to university on a full ride scholarship for football and I got an associate's degree in fire science and I came home you know fire science is is, uh, a degree for being a firefighter my mother um, was actually the first paid female firefighter in Elkhart County history so big shoes to fill kind of wanted to follow in her footsteps Hmm. went and got a degree and realized that you 
can't really, I have enough certifications to become a fire chief, a battalion chief, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but here's the problem. Mm-hmm. They don't hire people who don't have experience. <laughs> and you got to get hired to gain experience. So I'm one of those kids, one of those millennials that uh, has a degree that had absolutely nothing, uh, had no power coming into the job market. So how, Chris, I, how old are you? I am 32 this, yep. uh, I'll be 33 this upcoming year. I'm 32 right okay. now. Mm-hmm. Great. So, so go on. Um, young, yep, young guy. Um, me and my wife actually had just started a family when, uh, when we started Aquascapes of Michiana. Uh, my oldest daughter was three, and we were pregnant with my second child, Adelaide. So mm-hmm. uh, very scary time to go head on full into starting a business. So uh, my shift at the steel factory was 3 to 11. So I would build ponds in the morning up until the afternoon and we'd shut it down right around two o'clock and I'd go straight into work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd work till 11, then wake up at five o'clock the next morning and do it all over again. So how long did you, how we, long did you do that until you actually went full time with water features? Uh, did that for two years. Nice. So, okay, so yeah. And on, actually on top of that as well, uh, my father-in-law, uh, my wife's father owns a collection agency and I was actually his business manager. So that's kind of where my business background comes into play. So, so you were working a lot. Of, you, were, you were burning them midnight oil. Oh, yes, I was. So the days that we didn't have any, pro, we didn't have any projects on the books because it was a side gig, you know, it wasn't a full-time thing. You know, I'd go work in, in the collection agency from mm-hmm. 6 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'd go work my factory job. Or if I had a project, I'd go build ponds or build a waterfall and then go to my factory job. Uh, so at what point? So yeah, okay. go ahead. What, at what point did you actually make the the full switch, and what was the impetus to do that? 2016, we were pregnant with my with my son, my youngest child, and I mean, I was just it was just burnt out, burnt out. I was just so burnt out, I couldn't couldn't do it. Um, and what had actually happened? One event really triggered everything. Uh, my stepbrother. Uh, my stepmom's son committed suicide and Sherry, my stepmom, just, she just, she dropped. She couldn't do uh-huh. it. She was broken. You know, obviously my father being her husband couldn't run the business um, because he had to, he had to take care of his wife. Okay. And, you know, my father had a full-time job in itself. My dad, uh, my dad was a conductor and an engineer for the railroad at that time. And they both looked at me and they said, we, we're going to have to shut it down. Mm-hmm. And at that point, um, you know, I looked at my wife and I said, I can do it. I know, I know this business. I know I'm a salesperson. You know me. I have a, I have, <laughs> I'm a big guy, but I also have a big, loud personality as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and people really latch on to that, especially in the sales standpoint. Uh, people really like my ideas. They love how enthusiastic I am. They love the genuine connection that they get from me. Uh, so, I mean, as far as the sales standpoint, we had we had the pipeline, we had the leads, we had yep. the, we had the sales. So, my looked at my wife and I said, you know, my pregnant wife, <laughs> who was nine months pregnant, um, and I looked at her and I go, "What do you think?" And mm-hmm. she says, "I'm behind you 100. percent Whatever you decide to do, if you want to quit your job and you want to do this, that's fine. Because she comes from a small business family. 
Her father has oh, always owned yeah. his own business. Her mom owned her own business growing up. So she, she knew what she was getting into. Uh, you know, a lot of people would be really scared to do that. But, I mean, I just I jumped in head first, jumped right in the deep end, not knowing how to swim, and I did it. All right. Well, so, that's, that's just, this is a good segue. So talk about how the business is today. What's its structured sales, number of teammates, where you operate your business, all the things so that people listening can get a perspective on Aquascapes of Michiana, what size you are and how you operate. Yeah, sure. Um, so 2000, actually 2016, the year that I, the year that I took over, uh, the real, the full year that I took over, uh, we, we went from probably about from years prior, we went right around 250 to $300,000 in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first year I took over, we were above 500. Nice. So we were over a half a million dollars in sales. Uh, we had about 10 teammates at that point in 2016. Um, unfortunately, people don't, don't last <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so as of from there to today, uh, we're still hovering right around three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollars in sales this year alone, and that doesn't include our snow our snow removal service. So I actually we actually own a a second business that does snow removal and salt, so that way I can keep my guys working in the wintertime. Yep. So yep. they we build ponds in the spring and summer, and once Halloween hits, you know they get their their bonus at the end of the year and you know, Hey, when it starts snowing, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys back. Um, and you and operate, start, you start, operate, you operate right out where you live, right? Yeah. Yeah. We bought, you stayed in the barn. Yep. We and operate out of that property. We just did like that Jesus. this year. Hey, just like Jesus, I slept in a barn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, uh, we bought a three and a half uh, acre farm this year that still has all the old 1850s, has an 1850s barn, has a couple other outbuildings and things like that. And, yeah, we completely operate out of my three and a half acres. We've actually added the pondless waterfall since you've been here. Yeah. Uh, we, we put in a 55-foot pondless waterfall with about 15,000 gallons an hour running through it. So really loud, really nice. Um, we've uh, actually created a courtyard out there in the back. So we cleared out all the grass, and we've put down uh, 73 slag. So now we've got plenty of open space to store extra materials, boulders, rocks, um, anything we really need out there. So really, really great opportunity. And that was actually another opportunity that I just, I saw and I went for it. Um, mm. I'm one of those, I'm, I'm one of those businessmen that takes probably a little bit more. I'm not a conservative kind of guy. It doesn't take me three years to, to really plan to spend 10 grand. I, I'm one of those guys, if it's a good enough deal and, we need it, and I, I see where we can make money, or I see where we can we can add value to our services. I go for it. Amen. <laughs> so, so this is a it's a good segue, uh, you know, because you you you're successfully running this business. This is a couple years now that you've been doing this. You made the transition from uh, a factory job. Uh, mm-hmm. If if someone were to ask you, you know, tell them a story of why you love your job, Chris, why do you love your job? I love the flexibility, <laughs> to be honest. Um, m- me and my wife, we homeschool our three kids, and I own my own business. So I'm not in a factory to where I have to be in a factory between the hours of 3 o'clock to 11 o'clock, which really turns out from being 1 o'clock till midnight. 
Um, I, I can put things on hold and me and my wife can take the kids on a road trip to California to, to go help build a pond. <laughs> I can, I so can, talk about uh, that can, actually talk about that. What, what'd you love about that? So what was, tell me the story of going on a road trip to California. It was great. Um, so Carl Petit, the owner of Columbia water gardens out in Southern California, uh, him and I had talked at Pondemonium this past year and he said, Chris, I've got this massive job. I do not have the guys to finish this. And he goes, I am just, I'm looking for somebody to come out and just help me with it. I'll pay you, you know, uh, and, and that kind of thing. I will pay you well to come out and, and, and help me with this project. And so Jeff Michaels of Pondering Waters and I got together. And uh, Jeff's going through a transition right now. Um, and, you know, we both shut down after Halloween. And so we had the entire month of November, you know, because snow doesn't really start until December in, in, in northern Indiana. You know that, being over there in Illinois. You know, yep. we don't really get snow ever in November. So, usually and not, it was yeah. in, Usually not. This year, for some odd reason, while I was gone, we did, which was another problem in itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so we called up Carl. We got in contact with him. We used Sean Frost at his roundtable this year at Pondemonium actually came up with a structured, this is what a CAC should be paid based on uh, expectations and credentials. And we just, we used Sean Frost's little structured sheet that he had, and we came up with the base rate that we all agreed on. And, and I brought, uh, I brought one of my crew members because he yep. didn't have anything going on as well. And Carl simply just paid his wages that I pay him here back at home. And so just so, that, my, just so that just so the listeners know, oh. you went from Indiana to California. Spent how long were you out there? We were out there for a month. We we're out there four spent, weeks. Spent a month. Brought one of your foremen. Charged a day rate. So you had a fellow certified aquascape contractor that employed you uh, as basically the the foreman and the laborer for the job, along with another CAC. I know that Jeff Michaels was there too. I saw that. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. what was fun about it? So talk to me about what you know. You don't do that in the uh, you don't do that working in a factory. So what was what was good about that event that made you love your job? So what? So number one, the great thing is, is I have I have a 29 foot RV. I live in Elkhart County. We build RVs. That's what we do here. And yep. so obviously, I have a motorhome, and we drove and that, the motorhome. And, from, and that's where I. That's the that's the motorhome that stayed. I slept in. Yes, yep. in the barn. In the barn. <laughs> so we drove, the we drove from that barn all the way out to the client's house, and the client actually let us stay. On he actually had an RV pad on his property, so that we actually was stayed. Awesome. That is so, it was so cool. Um, So just the camaraderie to be able to go from Indiana and drive all the way out to California, just to kind of be able to vlog and, you know, videotape the, you know, the little stupid things that that everybody does to each other, the pranks and and gags and all that. Yeah. Um, Sounds Sounds like an episode of Borat. Oh, yes. Yes, it was an episode of Borat. Let me put it that way. And 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 also being able to, go ahead. And, and also, that RV came when you bartered it for a pond. Isn't that, tr- isn't that correct? Yes, it was. It belonged to one of my clients that retired and could no longer afford our services, and they were selling that. So I gave them a credit with my company um, mm-hmm. for the amount that they were selling it for, and now we will be doing their, their maintenance for them until their credit is, is up. So uh, a, I got, it's, I got it's an RV win-win. for, yeah, it, is a win, it was a win-win. 
And the things that I wanted to do with that RV is for these absolute, these situations, because I have the flexibility and the freedom to be able to pack my family in an RV and I can go down to California and help another CAC out and I can bring my family with me because we can, we can homeschool from anywhere. So yeah, that is, back that to that the story fantastic. though yep. of, of being able to get out there. Um, just, I mean, the, the best thing that I got out of it um, as far as, why I love my job is yes. the, the, the potential for growth. I, mm. I know more now being, it, it wasn't one of the things where I know everything I'm going to go out there, I'm going to do this job for Carl and then I'm going to come back and, and you know, I'm not going to learn something. I learned something the very minute that I walked on that job site and sure. every single day I learned something new. I learned something from Jeff. I learned Jeff's style on mm-hmm. how he mm-hmm. places boulders and how he sets things. I learned Carl's style on mm-hmm. running an excavator. I actually got to teach people things mm-hmm. that I know from back here and how we do things here, predominantly how to run a skid steer. I'm a very yes. good skid steer operator, um, and no, none of his guys knew how to run one. So mm-hmm. I actually got mm-hmm. to spend a day teaching all of his guys how to run a skid steer for Carl. So not only am I benefiting – from going out there and learning these things on this huge project, I'm also sharing my knowledge as well. Amen. And the best so, way to learn something is to teach it, and uh, that's what the Certified Aquasage Conjurer Tribe is all about. And Carl doesn't have it. to have the overhead of a guy year-round, and you can get some work when you don't you know, have work coming in in the month of December in, uh, in uh, the Midwest. Right, exactly. So and to close just, us out yeah, here, buddy. great experience. It, it, it was fun following it on social media. So to close us out here, for new contractors, for old contractors, for just, you know, anybody in the, in the, thinking about this as an industry, what would your best piece of advice be to somebody listening to this podcast about being successful with the water feature industry? So being successful in the water feature industry is don't be afraid to get your hands dirty yourself. Okay. Um, that's my biggest advice. Jump in. Don't, don't overanalyze it. Don't mm-hmm. think about it too much. Um, I know one of the guys down in Indianapolis um, who's been trying to become a CAC for the past two years. I've helped him out on one project, and he's come and helped me out on another project. And he's got two projects done for his certification. He still hasn't done his third because of the fact that he keeps analyzing it. What am I going to do here? What am I going to do in this situation? What am I going to do you know, um, if, if this happens, if that happens? Get all your head trash out of your head. Yep. Get out yep. there and get your hands dirty because Amen. your passion, the passion for building ponds will overcome the what ifs. Yeah, sure. You know, if, yes. if is, now, a short, is one of the shortest words in the English language, but yet mm-hmm. it is the one word that prevents us from accomplishing our dreams. Amen. I like that. Analysis paralysis. You just go and do it. Yep. Um, Final, final thought, though, and um, I, I just want you to add something on this. You came to the Aquascape Academy, was it three times last year? Oh, no, it was six. <laughs> okay, wow. So you basically every month you came to the Aquascape Academy, and, but what you said was the best thing about the Aquascape Academy for you that year was really getting your financials in order. How'd that happen? That actually, it, I sat down with, with Beth Montgomery, and I opened up my books to her, Mm-hmm. Um, because my stepmom retired at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and she was the books. That's what she did. 
other than planting plants, she did the books. And when she retired, she didn't just retire like, hey, I'm always, I'll always be here for you to call. Mm-hmm. She retired, and her and my dad freaking moved down to, down to southern Texas right next to, right next to Mexico on the coast. So it's like, uh, so literally it was like taking this big, huge book and dropping it in my lap and going, see ya. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was already scheduled to go to the Aquascape Academy that year um, for being one of the top frogs. And then I just walked into Beth's best office while she was sitting there, you know, and I yep. said, uh, Hey, uh, Beth, you know, my, my name's Chris. I'm, I'm from Northern Indiana. Um, help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, let's do this. And we had a five hour conversation, a five hour conversation right then and there. And uh-huh. then the next day I came back and we actually logged on to my books and she actually showed me everything that I needed to do. And then I came back the next month and showed her exactly what I had done at that point. And she goes, okay, this is really good. Now you need to do these four steps. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come back the next month and, okay, you got those done. Let's do these steps. And for six months, she coached me on how to not only track our numbers, but knowing our numbers, how to know our numbers, setting up everything um, so that way it, it wasn't – an entire day job of trying to figure out our numbers, knowing what our overhead was, knowing what to charge, and all of those kinds of things, getting those into my system. Um, well, because my stepmother is, had her own system, and, and now you have yours, and now I have mine. And Chris, that is a true success story. I love the fact that you took over a relative's business, was, were able to quit a job that you didn't have necessarily a future in, and, uh, and, and, and now you're loving your job, which is, of course, exactly why I have these podcasts to inspire people who are in a situation just like yours and uh, have been successful doing it. So congratulations, Chris Yaks. Hey, I appreciate it. And uh Big shout out to all the uh, young aspiring CACs. If I can do it, you guys can do it. That's all I'm going to say. Perfect ending. You take care, my friend. All right, you too, buddy. I'll talk at you later. Thanks. Hey, hope you enjoyed that podcast. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, just go to aquascapeinc.com slash podcast and tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Time for a brand new podcast. I love my job and I hope you can too.